are certain shows that need to start out certain ways. Uh, this is episode 358 of the Brian Oak Show podcast here in the Smart Start MN studio in beautiful South Minneapolis on Chicago Avenue. And there are certain guests that we have come in that intimidate me. Uh, not because I'm afraid of them, but I'm like, I will, on my best day, not be as cool as they are on their worst day. So the best I can do is be like, I'm going to play some fucking rad music. Like, cheap trick, motherfuckers. Turn this back up. I've seen her in a sit-down situation like this. I've seen her rock a full room of people until they were losing their minds. And I like the fact that she's not afraid of certain types of music. You know, some people, too cool, too painted into a corner. I feel like Shannon knows so much about music, and the blowtorch just torches the whole room. And I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. She's got some gigs coming up that we're going to talk about in just a minute. But first, let's take care of just a little bit of business. Smart Start MN, Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. You drink, you drive, you are going to lose your license. Those are three basic facts. Even if you're not found guilty, you will lose that license, and you need to get back into your car and start driving and putting the shattered pieces of your small little life back together. Smart Smart Start MN can help you get there quicker and for less money than you otherwise might expect. Bring your own lampshade. <laughs> Somewhere there's a party. Yeah, well, it's that holiday party type, like season right this now. This is where the people, time of year. Yeah, where people get free drinks from their their bosses. Yeah, and they may not like their bosses, so they just keep drinking and drinking and drinking. And suddenly your pants are down and your ass cheeks are on the photocopier. <laughs> And here we are, and you're like, you know what? After I made that excellent choice, I think I'm just going to drive home. I feel fine. It's only a few miles away, and then things go poorly. Don't do that, first of all. But if you do do that, or you know someone who does do that, please get in touch with our friends at Smart Start MN. Best way to do that, Sean? Yeah, we'll save you some extra dough by going to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. Doohickey. Scott McKay, the mortgage guy at Edge Home Finance, has been with us for a couple months now. And he, so you, as a realtor, you are sort of the welcome to this magical land of changing the place where you live or removing yourself from the place that you did live into a new place to live. But then there are real nuts and bolts things that have to be taken care of. And I'm going to be honest, when I sat down for my closing, it, the stack of papers we had to sign... And my now ex-wife was, uh, she, she started to sit there and like tried to read every oh, single no, one. no, 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 and no, I, And I'm no. like, no, 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 no. We will literally no. be here no. on, until the next presidential administration. Just start signing them. Pass them over to me so I can sign them. If you sat there and read on, that's why you work with professionals, right? If I get a sniff of somebody that I think will be that person that wants to read everything at closing, what I do is ask the closer to send them everything in advance. Oh. I'm like, you know what you could do? Savvy. Let's go ahead and send that person and yeah. I mean that person. I know what you all mean. All the documents in advance, because that, that makes my skin itch at closing when people are like, and I, I love questions, by the way. Go ahead and ask the closer question. Something seem, you know, you But forgot. by the time we're closing, yeah. you kind of just have to trust the process, and I know that sounds naive, but also when you're literally looking at a, 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 sh a sheaf of papers this thick, and I, I've started to read the first one, too, and I'm like, this is nonsense, and I just started to sign everything that was put in front of me, because it's Monopoly money at that point, but you do need to have pros you can trust around you. You do, and it all starts really with being pre-qualified, pre and people think, oh, but I'll be 
be fine, and I'll just wait till the last second to do that before I go look at the houses. Oftentimes, I've had people say, we really want to go see this house. I'm like, great. Let's get you pre-qualified first, because you may or may not qualify for that home. Well, and also, <laughs> things move so quickly these days that they if do. you're not pre-qualified, if you wait for the time, by the time you get qualified, someone else has got your spot. Yeah, get a hold of our good friend, Scott McKay, the mortgage guy. I don't know if he ever officially signed off on us allowing you know allowing us to say Scott McKay the mortgage guy, but well, you're name, welcome for the branding, Scott. You're welcome. Well, and his name looks like McKay, so that's where we kind of oh, it's use like McKay, like Ian McKay yeah. of Fugazi, baby, and Minor Threat. Come exactly on, now. exactly right. So his NMLS number, which I love to say, is three three two zero six eight. It's a great number. But a lot of folks nowadays they like to uh, you know have other digits like your your phone number. His is six one two. Eight seven five forty three thirty eight. I just did a Frank Vassalero there. Uh, Frank from oh, CCO. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, he's Frank. known for having a lozenge in his cheek because he's constantly goes in. Something. Well, he does talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I'm Brian Oak, and that is Sean Bernard. And I want to uh, get into my song, and then we can get into our guest and our guest songs. Um, Shannon Blowtorch is an amazing Minnesota DJ, and she does really cool gigs, and she's got a big one coming up to round out the year. Let's be honest. As you mentioned, we're heading into the holiday season, Yes. Right? She's got a New Year's Eve gig that is going to melt your face. My God, her name is Blowtorch, okay? You people aren't prepared. But I asked her to send along three songs, and she hemmed and hawed a little bit. She was like, am I going 80s? Am I going 90s? We'll find out why she went the direction she went once we come back. But it made me think, you know, she was talking about these foundational artist that changed her life that informed who she is and the music she plays and how she you know comports herself and I in the last you know I was always a fan but in the last 15 years have become a true true proponent of Susie Quattro Susie Quattro Without Susie Quattro, we don't get Joan Jett, at least not in the way that we did get Joan Jett. And if you want to talk about that signature jumpsuit look, that was all Quattro well before Joan Jett got started. Now, I don't mean to say anything negative about Joan Jett because I fucking love her, but Susie Quattro, to me, she was the first time that a woman was at the front of a rock band. I mean, yeah, you had your Brenda Lees, you had other cool, Wanda Jackson, you had other great female front figures, but this was the first time it was kind of dirty and kind of sexy and kind of rock and roll. And I just, I'm an, I'm a lifelong fan. She's still at it at 73 years of age, by the way, still plays all the time. She was from Detroit, but she really found her true success over across the pond in the UK where she had, I don't know, eight, nine top 10 hits. I mean, she she was huge. And here, name one Susie Quattro song. Well, that's the cha- that's the amazing thing. It's yeah. amazing, but I mean, she and I her can band. Name Tinky Tuscadero. Well, it, it, or Leather. Leather Tuscadero. Sorry, Leather Tuscadero. Yeah. 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 Almost. You would, what's that? Well, and we played well, 45 we Crash yeah, recently. Yeah, we played I, I go deep on them. I just, my, my point was that in this country, in her native country, Ignored, but in the UK, still revered to this day as a superstar, and it's allowed her to be a musician her entire life. We're going to play one of her classics, Can the Can, and we got Shannon Blowtorch next on The Brian Oak Show.
1973 debut album by Susie Quattro. 73. That's Self-titled. Crazy. I mean, that's what, 50 years ago, literally. 50 that years. right there, Cindy Lawson, who was a recent guest on the show, yes. that's their homage to the cover yes. of that particular record. 73. And 73, baby. And that's I mean, she was insane. back there, and she there wasn't anybody else doing it like she Nowhere did it back it. then. Yeah. Many would follow, but she sort of staked out a very important piece of rock history and i don't know i just i i am am forever she will be one of my musical heroes because not only was she a female fronting a band oh that's novelty bubba she was fucking excellent man she knew how to play that bass like a bass player and uh, i didn't want to use the wrong word but Susie quattro one of my all-time favorites another one of my local favorites that would be shannon blowtorch hello shannon Hi, Brian. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm okay. Thank you very much. Um, It is the holiday season. Today is the final day of November, and that means December is just around the corner. You and I ran into each other outside the Smart Start MN studio, and you're like, what a beautiful day. Do you generally not mind the cold? I hate the cold. Oh, so it wasn't really a beautiful day. It you were was. Just, the were sun was out. Oh, I see. That's I, I don't have my uh, big-ass winter jacket on right now. Yeah. I, see, I, I don't go anywhere without it. After Once I can't wear flip-flops anymore, the jacket's always in the car because I just I kind of flip-flops right up until frostbite season, and then it's time to start wearing the winter gear. Um, why do you stay here if you hate the cold? Uh, I feel like the winter does make us more creative, though. You're forced to be in the house. You're forced to create. And sometimes some of the best parties are in blizzards. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Which is weird. Are trapped. It's weird, yeah. Exactly. People are trapped, so they stick to the neighborhood, right? Yeah. So if you're in some some club or some bar doing a party and it's uh, neighborhood-based, it's kind of a kick-ass party. Well, I, I, I couldn't agree more. And then when you walk outside and you're tromping through the deepening snow and getting back to where you were, possibly a little buzzed. Who knows mm-hmm. what you were up to in that party. But it's um, I, I love this time of year. I don't, I don't want it to be cold all the time. But I don't want it to be hot all the time. You know, I I kind of like the cycle of the whole thing. I enjoy that very much. So when you talk about going to a party like that, you know, I mean, you DJ massive club gigs. You have toured all over the place going with bands and providing the, the thing that you do. You are a DJ, but you also are a family person. You have a family. And how how do you, as you get older, and I know that you're still young and vibrant, much more so than myself, how do you reconcile that kind of stuff as you get older? Like, can you still go party? Can you still stay out till three in the morning? I mean, physically, no. God. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I can absolutely go out. Like, yeah. uh, my partner's rad. Um, she'll watch the dog. She'll hang out. Uh-huh. Otherwise, the kid's old enough to help out. Yeah. Like, kid can be left. That's, um, that's nice when you reach that particular threshold, by the way. Because for a while, you've got to keep the pot alive, right? And mm-hmm. somebody's got to be there or someone's got to be watching. So when a kid can be self-sufficient, even for a few hours... Everything changes in the home, at least for me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. So what has your, we haven't seen you in a minute, what has your 2023 been like? Has it been a good year to you? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I did just have surgery, so I've had some time down. Yeah. So I'm a little like a month out, and I got one more month of restrictions, and then New Year's mm. Eve will be my first gig back to work. Totally. Are you excited about that? I am. I am. I've been... um. 
God, it it still bring you. It still brings you joy. Like you still look forward to it. It does. In January, I, like my January is completely booked already. Wow. Working on February right now. Oh uh, yeah, every weekend in January is done. Well, so. you, I mean, you're a seasoned vet. You've done this tons of times. That being said, the way you overthought your three songs for this particular <laughs> podcast, I wonder though. Like for a DJ, I know some pretty high profile DJs, yourself included. I always wonder, kind of like I wonder how artists write their songs. I mean, do you? Do you sweat your playlist, or do you just bring a stack of records and fucking freestyle it, and here we go? I feel like I go into a zone when I DJ, and I walk in, and I kind of read the room, and I have, like, I have over a terabyte of music with me. Wow. So that's a lot of fucking music. So a terabyte? I, a terabyte of music, yeah. That's all the music? Yeah, I have to have a laptop. <laughs> I have to have a laptop with two yeah. terabytes storage just to run it. Wild. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That's yeah. awesome, though. But, like, I just I kind of read the crowd, and yeah, yeah I, pr- I prep. If if it's like a genre gig, like I'm doing a, a more uh, EDM house gig too in January, so obviously I'm not going to walk in and play fucking Britney or anything, right? Uh, but I will prep for that. But I don't really have a set. I come in and I maybe will practice with some practice for a while and like see what where I want to go with it. But on the fly, like I just go on the fly. Okay, well, see, I think any pro has to warm up. So then, then let me ask you this: like, I mean. There have got to be nights where you know you are owning this entire space and these people are at your beck and call. You're running mm-hmm. them like marionettes. But then there are other nights where maybe just like it's having a hard time getting started. I think of the analogy of a sports team where they need to make halftime adjustments. Have you have ever found yourself having to make that adjustment and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is what these fuckers wanted? Constantly. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's like uh, when it's not a genre-based gig in your open format, you're like, ooh, where am I going with these folks? Yeah, or right. if it's like uh, some outdoor, outdoor like um, something where there's nothing in common with the people, there's and they're there for the same cause. If it's an outdoor festival, yeah. a winter festival, something like that, it's all ages. You got to play clean music, right? You got to please everybody from five years old to I don't know, so grandma hard. and grandpa over there. Yeah, that's so the hardest. Go all over the board mm. and make sure your edits are clean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there have been a couple gigs where I was up and I was on the microphone and I started getting a little blue with my conversation. I looked down and there are three children literally standing directly in front of me. And I'm like, oh, I'm a bad person. A bad influence. Known swearer. Brian Oak had this to say. Shannon, let's kick it off with your first song. So you started out with some 80s influences and you decided to make it a little more 90s. I think that Kathleen Hanna is one of the most interesting musical figures of the 20th and into the 21st century in American music, because although there have been others somewhat like her, there's never been anybody quite exactly like her. I think she's inspirational. Absolutely. And it was the 20 year anniversary of the punk singer documentary recently as well. Really? So I just rewatched that at the uh, Trilon Cinema and seeing it again after seeing it like, what, 20 years ago? was kind of a trip because a bunch of my friends are in it. Right on. Yeah, so it was kind of cool seeing it. And then I was like, I need to contact so-and-so in that film. Like, I haven't talked to him forever. Right on. It kind of put me back in touch with some old friends. Yeah. When's the last time you went and saw a movie and a bunch of your old friends were in it, Sean? See, we're not cool it's like been, Shannon Blowtorch. Uh, we're not time. cool like <laughs> yeah. Shannon Blowtorch. Yeah. It's yeah. too late. Yeah. Oh. Our ship has sailed. Shannon, uh, tell me why you chose this song in particular. I just went with one everybody knows. I mean, I feel like the Rebel Girl is like the Kathleen Hanna like uh, theme song. Um, I personally like a lot of the deeper cuts, but like I like everything she does. Her voice is unique as hell.
that's an anthem. It will never not be an anthem. And it was an important anthem at an important time because even though the 90s sort of popped everything open, it was still a complete fucking boys club with rare exception. There were a few spots here and there. But I guess, I mean, you could even make that argument today. Tell me about the DJ world, Shannon Blowtorch. Is that still a boys club? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? I think it's changing, but... um. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I, have you ever butted up against that? Have you ever run into something where someone's like, mm, "Not really sure we need the tattooed lady in here tonight"? Um, I mean, have you run into any of that? My whole life. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. When I DJ, when I started DJing here, I feel like I was one of maybe like four or five women that played music, and I was the uh, one or two open format DJs. Uh, and then I think as DJ technology evolved and got more accessible. Then other people started DJing, and I've been teaching people since I started to fucking disobey that boys club. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how many times like guys have come up to my DJ mixer and try to twist knobs. Oh and no! I punched, hey, I punched a DJ once for yeah. doing it. He's like, oh yeah, you sound a little off on 4K. Um, yeah, get oh. the fuck off my board. <laughs> yes, exactly. I cannot imagine the audacity of walking up while someone else is doing their work and helping them dial it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. For real. Shit, I just got gate kept recently. Like, I wanted to play this uh, gig I wanted to play, and I hit up the booker, and the booker is like, there's a, I'm not going to name it. The booker is homies <laughs> with some dude DJ that I don't like. I think he's sexist, period. Oh. I don't have to like you to work with you and be professional. Yeah, right. I can be professional, walk into a gig, and ignore your ass. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm also going to be cordial. But uh, his buddy has beef with me from 2015. <laughs> well, you know what's great is carrying around stones like that. I, yeah. That's a great idea. Keep hanging on to that shit yeah. and the grudges. Why does he have beef with you? You, you seem really likable. I like you. Because I don't put up with this shit, he might be the guy that I punched in the shoulder. Oh. So, yeah, he tried to shake my hand like in uh, 2017, <laughs> and I said, I don't respect you, bro. I don't want to touch you. Really? So since then, he's like, I don't know what the... It's not my business what he tells other people. I don't really care. I don't like going TMZ on it, and so I'm not going to ask you to tell me who this person is, but yeah, I, I well, know this person, don't I? I mean, this is a small-ass town. It sure is. So, yeah, I, oh, I'm, I'm not... I'm to know, though. Yeah, I'm just not that person. No, 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 I wouldn't. I would not expect you to do that. But the second we get into this next song, I'm going to grill you, and you are going <laughs> to give up the goods. Needless to say, I got the gig because I told him it was bullshit, and y'all need to like check your feelings. And this is gatekeeping 101. Yeah. So I got screenshots of all this shit, and I'm like, next time when you're booking, don't put this in writing. Honestly, just a word of advice because I got screenshots, and I could, I could take you down. I'm not gonna. Yeah. But just as the word of it. But then you'd Don't be blackballed, it. which really sucks. Because then beyond Wait. that, you could be, you know, it's like, and that's the double fucking whammy of the whole bullshit thing. So. Yeah. And I no. don't want to. It's a learning experience no. for that particular person. It's a learning experience for the guy I don't like. Yeah. DJing is really, really, really fucking hard. But mm-hmm. at your level, it's like fucking, like people have no clue how challenging it is to do what you do. And that's the thing that I think the average person doesn't understand. It's like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's so fucking <laughs> hard so many to knows. keep a room, to elevate a room, to read the room when something's fading out. Mm-hmm. It's fucking incredible. Like, I have massive appreciation for people who can do that. Now, there are people like, well, I, I DJed a wedding once. Like, yeah. no, good mm-hmm. for you, Charlie. Mm-hmm. I DJed but, my church lock-in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that level is fucking, it, it's, it's like knowing an instrument to proficiency. I mean, fucking 
amazing, amazing level of instrumentation. It, 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 it's not. It's not just like holding the crowd's attention. No, you got to create a fucking vibe. A you feel, are responsible yep. for the whole damn room yes. having a good time. Yes, and you can much like the the sort of nature of the ocean. I know that you have a, a handful, if or not hundreds. Of secret bangers that you pull out when you know you need to in- inject <laughs> a little juice into the room. But that being said, when you're just DJing, you know, oftentimes, great, perfect, very good. But every once in a while, you see like that seventh wave, that surge where suddenly the floor is fucking full and it's heaving. Is that the peak? Is that what you're going for? I mean, yeah, you bring them on a journey, you start them out slow, mm-hmm. let them have a few drinks, yeah. whether there's THC seltzers, alcohol, any drinks, let them like warm up. And bring them and elevate them and then make it positive at the end of the night so people aren't fighting and shit. Yeah. Like, don't, like, get super aggressive with the music. Yeah. You know? So I try to leave on a positive note. Growing up with my daughter, who you know my daughter, um, Mm -hmm. we have mutual friends, and um, growing up, I was always an animation fan when I was a kid, and so my daughter got into it when she was little, and I was lucky because there was a lot of shit animation on television at the time, but there was Powerpuff Girls, and she would always be like, can we watch Powerpuff Girls? And I'm like, you're fucking a right we can watch Powerpuff Girls. And it was brilliant. It was an informative part of her small youth, and I loved every second of it. I never got tired of it. You got a Powerpuff party happening this weekend. Do you want to tell me about it? I do. I'm not going to be DJing, but uh, two... Three badass people are DJing. I'm going to be in attendance. All right. Um, we got Queen Duina. Uh, Sasha Bangs is our guest DJ, taking my spot. And uh, DJ Izzy P. Everybody is fantastic. And then we have dancers from the Vogue Down Minneapolis crew. Wow. Um, yeah, we just wanted to make a good positive theme and just, I don't know. They, they play everything. They kind of play bangers, Latin music, hip hop. Love it. I mean, house, it's called play. Power Puff, a queer dance party. It's at the mm-hmm. Ice House on Saturday. Um, if I were inquisitive and thinking, I don't have anything going on Saturday night. I like to shake my groove thing. Where would I find out more about that, do you think? Uh, you can go to Facebook and just look up uh, Power Puff Dance Party. Queer Dance Party. Absolutely. And the Ice House website, I'm sure. Yeah, it's also on the Ice House website for Saturday night. Before we get to the next song, I think we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention, and we'll come back and revisit it again on the other side, Lifted, uh, an elevated New Year's Eve experience that you are going to be headlining this coming New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve is a weird night, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. I don't think think it's amateur hour like like St. Patrick's Day and Valentine's Day. But it is. But it is. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, people, because they know they have the next day off, but also people will continue to make terrible decisions. Um, people sort of lose their minds on New Year's Eve, don't they? Yeah, I'll say that last year, though, I only had one person kicked out. Really? I feel like that's like an all-time record wow. for New Year's Eve. Wow. And we didn't even call security. Like, literally, we just shamed, we Game of Thrones shamed him, <laughs> shut the music off, the crowd, the crowd wow. parted. I felt real sorry for his girlfriend who wanted to like dance and she was great, but he was an asshole. Yeah. So we had we had him shamed out of the room. Shame. Yeah, the whole crowd chanting. Shame. Wow. Yeah, that's the power you have when you're on stage. Like, don't be a dick to the DJ. Yeah. Where is this going down on New Year's Eve? Uh, VFW Uptown. Which is a lovely room, by the way. A nice big room. I like I like rooms that are big but not overly large because then you can reach that cool critical mass where mm-hmm. the whole place is heaving, right? And you can mm-hmm. feel when people are feeling it. And um so does it like are you on all night? Is anybody else playing with no, you? No, we got we got a ton of DJs for this one. Oh yeah, um, you do. Look at that. FNK, Snuggles. Uh-huh. 
Palm Butter? I don't know who Palm Butter is, but I love that name. She's, great name. she's dope. She plays yeah. a lot of house music. All right. Yeah, All right. she's great. Izzy P. Uh, DJ Snuggles. He's also a great beatboxer. Yeah? So, uh, Funk is also going to be doing glitched out videos. Uh, Misha wow. or Moonbeam Mona is going to be hosting. Okay. We're going to have THC vendors as well. So, if you don't drink alcohol, we'll have THC drinks available as well. Uh, THC toast at midnight as well as the champagne toast. Fantastic news. 25, uh, 20 to 25 in advance uh, or $30 to the door night of. But if you're thinking about getting out on New Year's Eve and really getting after it and having a good time and moving, I don't know that I'd wait another month before I secured my tickets. I would probably get them now because this smells like the kind of event that will likely sell out. I'm, I'm guessing it will. It's generally a given every year. Yeah, exactly. So get your tickets in advance. It's called Lifted, an elevated New Year's Eve experience at James Ballantyne VFW right there just north of Lake and Lindale in South Minneapolis, an area that I love very dearly. Sadly, Muddy Waters, rest in peace. All right, but, Muddies. Oh, but right across the street, you've got the VFW, another place that I've spent more than a few afternoons and evenings. We'll talk more about the gig coming up just ahead, but first, another song, and here we go with Joan Jett. Why Joan Jett? Oof, Joan Jett. I grew up on Joan Jett. Shit, I was five or six or seven seeing her on TV and was just like, I want to be her. <laughs> Wait, I think that's fair. Do you remember the late 80s part where, like the era where she did I Hate Myself for Loving You? Oh, yeah. And the producers and the powers that be were very, very interested in glamming her up and mm-hmm. making her more femme, you know? I mean, just like they were, they're like, no, no, we have a thing here, but we can't really go with the thing of course years later she'd shave her head and rock around just like pure leather outfits um but it, it i hated that part of it but i like everything about her career i think she's i think she's incredible john jett is badass and what a sweet human yeah she's oh, nice better right yes so Lori barbero the drummer babes in toyland is a good friend uh happy birthday Lori! happy birthday Lori! um she took me to a joan jett show at mystic lake and next thing you know, I'm in the dressing room with Joan Jett, her manager, Kenny Laguna, and Lori V. I'm having a, a, of course, I play it cool in the dressing room. And I don't normally, <laughs> I don't normally kind of like, uh, I don't fangirl out. Yeah. Um, played it cool. But in my mind, there was a moment where I was like, oh, shit. I'm sitting in a dressing room with two women that I grew up with watching on television. Watching Lori B on, uh, shit, 120 Minutes on MTV, watching Babes in Toyland, and then, I mean, growing up on Joan Jett. And then there's Kenny Laguna, who wrote uh, Crimson and Clover and was in Tommy and the Chandos. That's Joan's manager. So he's one of my favorite managers. Mm -hmm. Uh, He does a really good job. And so I'm just sitting down there like, oh my God, my childhood self is fucking (laughs) losing it. And Joan was telling stories about the runaways. Wow. Oh, right. Yeah. About how they'd get arrested for stealing hotel keys because they had a collection of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, they get arrested in other countries for it. And, like, I'm like, holy shit, this is surreal. And she was cool. She was so sweet. The second Lori even introduced me to her, she walked over and just hugged me. And I'm like, Joan Jett just hugged me. <laughs> <laughs> See, moments of humility and moments of realness like that, I think it informs, or it should inform, the way that we all go through our lives. I'll never be Joan Jack cool. Hell, I'm not even Shannon Blowtorch cool. But you got to be good to the people around you because it does come back to you and it does make sense and it's the right way to be around the people around you. Let's go ahead and hear this. So this was originally done by Tommy James and the Shondells um, and it's been covered by a few other people but I think 
more people of a certain age, mine or younger, know this version yeah, way better version. than they know Tommy James and the Shondells. Let's hear a little Joan Jett on the Brian Oak Show. Jet and the Blackhearts on the Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN Studios. Before we continue with Shannon Blowtorch, we're going to continue with Sean Bernard. I like this dude. And it's the time of year where, as a realtor for Remax results, it could get a little slow, but that doesn't, like now is excellent planning time, right? Like now is the time to start looking forward, yes? Yes. It's funny. I just had somebody yesterday say, like, what areas do you handle? I'm like, well, I'm licensed in Minnesota. They're like, yeah, but what areas are like your specialty? I'm like, 
I've lived all over the Twin Cities. I know the Twin Cities well. I've also helped people buy and sell in cabin country. Um, and I'm fine with that. I don't mind driving. And in fact, there's days where I just want to get the hell away from the Twin Cities. Amen, brother. Um, so I can really help you anywhere in Minnesota. I'm not licensed in Wisconsin yet. At, at this point, I've just decided to wait on that. But uh, I can help you wherever you're looking to buy or sell. So we can head up to Garrison there and take a look at some of the we cabins can. on the lake? We can. And, right. um, it, it, but I'm still 86 from the Blue Goose. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I mean, you, you, not unlike myself, and undoubtedly a little bit like Shannon, um, we had a few wild years. I've only been 86 a couple of times in my life, and I had to go back and apologize to the bar owner once. Ouch. (laughs) That was a bad day. Now, that was not totally my fault, truthfully. But, so he understood, and he's like, yeah, you're... You're back in. You're not 86 anymore. <laughs> it was one of those days. But, yeah, I got But you. anyway, if you're looking to buy or sell, 612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to an area musician or band. Maybe even a DJ. You never know. I'll tell you what, uh, if you chose to donate to DJ Shannon Blowtorch, yeah. the answer would be, fuck yeah. Okay. So yeah, let yeah. me know. I'm taking a look at all these promotional posters and images for your Powerpuff, a queer dance party coming up this weekend. Is every single person you ever work with a complete fucking badass? Yes. Lucky. I try to work with good people, but they, I mean, I feel like. <clears throat> but I mean, every one of these people is striking DJ fear into my heart, but yes. in, in the best possible way. Two I'm, of them are my DJ children. What does that mean, DJ children? Uh, helped help them out as soon as they started. Just really? Like, yeah. Like, what you what do you need? What do you need to know? So How do you want to learn? You're I like, got you. You're like uh, the maestro, and these are young apprentices, young I, Padawans. I don't even want to say apprentice. It's just like I see a really dope young person getting yeah. into the game, and I see them around, and I'm like, how can I help lift up this young person? Because we all learn from each other. But I think that's brilliant because I think a lot of people, especially in a market as tight as popular local DJs, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people would get fucking defensive and not want anybody new coming up or doing anything like that. Especially as you've been doing it for a long time. All of a sudden there's this young upstart who's fucking hot as hell and super good on the turntables. Mm -hmm. That's surprising to me, so I'm glad that you are encouraging that to happen. Absolutely. I have a million DJ children. It's like... knowledge should be free in my opinion i agree i'm not i'm not down with the gatekeeping so yeah i try to help out uh somebody if i see somebody new starting up like if anything you need you need advice you need tips tricks help let me know this is all we need in the world right there by the way just people pulling other people up the mountain because they're not fucking insecure about their own shit Mm -hmm. they're like no 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 i'm gonna help other people i just fucking that's what i want that's it just more of that. I mean, don't get me wrong. <laughs> they get some of the gigs I used to get. Yeah. But I'm also yeah. like, I think the pot's big enough to go around. Yeah. Like, we right? can all take from that pot. Like, yeah, people get possessive, start gatekeeping, whether it comes to, like, sponsors or bookings or whatever. I'm just, I just don't believe in it. So you've traveled uh, plenty doing what you do. You're not just doing it here. What's the wildest gig that you were ever at? Hmm. I mean, like, I mean, are we talking like Love Fest in Berlin? Do you do any of that kind of stuff? The big ravey mm-hmm. stuff? No? Honestly, when I was uh, uh, touring as a sound engineer, some of the wildest shows I've ever been to were Peaches shows. Really? Because I toured with Peaches. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's well, and Peaches. There's, there's nobody like Peaches, right? Like, I mean, no. I, I, 
I get yelled at. I was getting yelled at on tour for her climbing shit. And I'm like, hey, you go <laughs> you go climb that and tell her to get the fuck down. Exactly. Get Not my job. Not, no. Get the fuck. Don't touch my board and get the fuck out of my face right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if she's standing on top of your projector that's hung. She wow. knows what she's doing. And if, wow. if she does until she doesn't. And, you know, if something gets broken, <laughs> I'm sure there's insurance somewhere, right? Um, as we, so we've obviously got the big New Year's Eve gig coming up, and we'll hit that one more time here in a minute. But as you look to 2024, you told me your January is already packed. Do you like to stay busy? Don't you want some downtime? I do love downtime. Um, yeah, I'm also taking a week vacation on the, not on weekend nights in January. Nice. Um, so I try to, I try to space it out. Like all my weekends are booked, but like I'm going to get out of town and go to the North Shore for like a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Fabulous. You know. I love that neck of the woods, especially during yeah. that time of the year. You hear the ice oh, cracking at night too. on Lake Superior yes. mm-hmm. as it comes yes. onto the shore. Mm-hmm. You sound like you're on a, for, uh, a foreign planet. and But then at that night, especially if it gets cold, it is so crisp and so quiet and so clear. I love that neck of the woods that time of year. Mm, you see everything in the sky. It's beautiful. Exactly. Dang. Now I have to make a plan. I, maybe I'll try to get up to Coon Rapids for a couple of days next week. <laughs> um, but the big show is coming up on New Year's Eve, and you are going to be busy in the year to come. People will be. What's Ground Zero for you? Where's the best place for people to find you and what you're up to? I think uh, Instagram, Facebook. Facebook, it's DJ yep. Shannon Blowtorch, mm-hmm. or just Shannon Blowtorch on my personal page. Yep. I post everything. Um, Instagram, it's just Blowtorch and just uh, at blowtorch just at blowtorch how did you get there before some workshop guy i have no clue <laughs> nicely done i think i just uh <laughs> right when the platform hit i got yeah. lucky i think that's good yeah it's like when someone says oh my email address is tim at gmail.com i'm like, like well, how, how fucking soon did you get to <laughs> the party those who call me Tim? <laughs> exactly right. So the gig on nice Monty Python uh, reference. You know. Dorcas Malorcas exactly. uh, lifted an elevated New Year's Eve experience. Tickets twenty to twenty five bucks in advance, thirty dollars at the door. But I wouldn't I wouldn't roll the dice and wait for the door. I'd get no. your tickets now because this sounds like the kind of event which is happening at the Ballantine VFW in Uptown. The kind of event that people are gonna be like, you know what? I am ready to go and let off some steam and twenty twenty three can go fuck itself and let's ring in the New Year in a very popular way does it just keep going and going when do you pull the plug on that night on that night on new year's eve yeah uh, two okay all right yeah. all right well because that's the law right yeah yeah i, just, I, just, really I, just, I don't choice. know i mean like sometimes you know we bar the doors and we're like who wants to keep going too old for that shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're kind of looking forward to the two at this that's one. for the kids yeah then we load I mean, out. don't get me wrong i did go to a rave recently uh in but the, i got it, prepped it, for it I'm going to take, yeah. na- take a nap during the day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. no, in the, that's where I fell in love with all of it. In the late 80s, I had two friends who were in a local rave crew, and we would do the things where we did these, they did guerrilla gigs in like mm-hmm. an abandoned foundry, and we would haul in 20,000 watts of bass bins, you mm-hmm. know, and shake black gook off the walls that like at the end of the night it was that deep and Mm. like and luckily we were all just dancing and inhaling that stuff forever um and so i've always sort of loved dj culture whether we're talking about straight house or rave stuff where'd you go to a rave you don't tell me exactly where but let's just say it was under a bridge go on your life is more interesting than mine (laughs) i mean i already knew that but i just seriously (laughs) yeah it was not a warehouse it was under a bridge excellent Outdoors, you say? Mm-hmm. Fabulous. Recently? Mm-hmm. Excellent. 
I'm not going any deeper. I'm just I, I'm just living in awe. The, the moment the show is over, we're going to ask you. Well, oh, yeah, as soon as his microphones are muted, let's yeah. talk. All right. Speaking of, we do have to say goodbye. Is there anything else you would like to plug that you got coming up other than the New Year's Eve gig at the VFW in Uptown? Anything in the new year that you want to make sure you mention? Uh, I'd really have to look at that calendar because it's already booked. But uh, oh, yeah, no. just check out my socials. Uh, everything will be on there. Fabulous. All right. Well, thank you for coming by, and I hope you are um, convalescing nicely post surgery. Uh, feeling better. Uh, and good luck with the gig on New Year's Eve. You know, oh, I got one. I got one. What do you got? The Smack Shack in Bloomington. I'm going to start playing there in January. Oh, Go wow. On. When? Like a regular gig? Uh, I got to, I'm, I'm doing two in January. Okay. Uh, and I didn't know Bloomington, but I don't think Bloomington really has nightlife. Are we Are we, Are we? we talking about the Smack Shack at the Mall of America in Bloomington? Uh, no. No, okay. I don't think. I think it's a standalone. Okay, all right. But I'm not 100%. We'll, we'll link so, up with so your socials and do look, all that jazz. Look for me in a January Smack Shack, Bloomington. Exactly. Nice. Grab yourself a burger. Move around the floor a little bit. Smack Shack, you said it. Wait, no, not Smack Shack. Um, Wow, I just woke up, you Steak guys. Steak and shake? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What's the fancy <laughs> seafood spot here? Oh, oh, oh. Um, Not Smack Shack. Oh. It's it's on the tip of your it tongue. Is. I like, can feel what it. What is it? It's in Bloomington? There's one here, too. Warehouse District. Oh, fuck. It's not Ocean Air. No. Well, Smack Shack has one in the Warehouse District. It, it, yeah, it is Smack Shack. Yeah, but it is Smack Shack. Okay. Talked yourself out of it there, didn't you? Sure did. Second guessing myself. <laughs> yep, that's all right. <laughs> First Still cup early. of coffee. Still early. <laughs> First cup of coffee. All right. Well, anyway, the point being, uh, thank you and good luck in the new year and have a wonderful New Year's Eve. Uh, and you get to tell us about the final song we're going to hear before we say goodbye. Well, actually, we're saying goodbye right now. Goodbye, Sean. Goodbye. All right. Goodbye, Shannon. Goodbye. Um, tell me about why you picked this one right here. Because L7 fucking kicks ass. Period. <laughs>